You know, before I want to get started, man, I, I really do. We're going to pray. But I really, we really love your pastors. I mean, they are really, really, you know, I was funny. I was sitting here and I just thought, you know, and I don't know, you know, how much, um, you know, when I went to the Bible school, they, they, were, they were students. They weren't even married. I don't even know if you guys were dating when I, I don't even think you were dating back then. Not when I first met you, no. No, and I, you know, you could always kind of, you could tell, you know, you go to a Bible school or you go to a setting like that, you could always tell where, you know, somebody's really serious about the things of God. I went to Rhema, you know, and some, some people just go to school, you know, they're playing around. But you could always see that they had something special upon their life, amen, to do. And, you know, I really, as I sat here, I really, I really was sitting here, and I, I know, I know Mizona and Brother Norville will be so proud to see what you guys are doing. I really felt that, you know, it was really, it was really a, a, a blessing. So you're in good hands, amen? Amen? amen. amen. You're in good hands. Yeah. It's good. You know, you can't say that everywhere you go. You know, I'm being serious. Sometimes people say, well, you got to say it. I don't have to say it. <laughs> I'll say, well, you know, it's true. You're in good hands. You're in a good, you're in a good church and they, they love you. They carry you in their heart. Amen. And I'll tell you what, that's nowadays that's that, that somebody loves you and cares about you. You're in a good spot, but they've been seasoned and they've been, they've been set apart, you know, to do this. And I, I'm, I'm proud of them. And I know you guys are too. And they, they, they got it and they're going to do it. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let's just pray real quick. I know we prayed, but I just want to really let the Holy Spirit have His will and have His way. Amen. So, Father, we just thank You, Lord. Lord, I'm just so happy to be here. Lord, I really am, man. This is where we want to be. This is what we want to be doing. We want to be not just preaching Your Word, but loving on one another and loving on the children of God and being together and, and sharing the Word of God and sharing the fellowship and, most of all, sharing, sharing You. And, Lord, I just thank You that you, you come on in and do what You want to do. Heal bodies, set people free. Lord, I know You could... You can do it because you're a supernatural God. God, you're the God of signs and wonders, and we thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you're doing in this house. And I thank you, Lord, from this moment forward, Lord, we just, we just surrender everything to you. Have your will, have your way. I, wanna, I don't want to just preach sermons. and do. We want you to move. So that means you, could, you, you, you preach the sermon. You tell me. You lead us and guide us. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand. We thank you, God. From this, Father, we just thank you from this moment forward. We know, Lord, that we're going, we're going, to, we're going to walk in the divine, the, the supernatural impartations. No limitation. Thank you, Father. We're going to dream bigger. Thank you, Lord. We're going to go further and live stronger in, in the kingdom and what it is you have for us, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, and we surrender. We surrender to you, Lord, supernaturally. We thank you for your power and your presence, Lord, that's in this room now. We thank you, Lord, for the ability and anointing coming upon each and every one of us in a greater way. In Jesus' name we pray. Yes. And everybody said, Amen. Yeah. Well, praise the Lord. I'm, I'm going try to try to talk slow. I caught kind of fast. So praise God we'll get in it. But, to it. but you do talk uh, faster than I do. Okay, so. well, that's good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in good hands. Amen. You know, as I was getting ready, I was thinking about this. And the more I start thinking about it, I, I really felt, you know, I, I'm going to talk to you a little bit. You know, we can... It's not like you're, I really felt like we're going to talk a little bit about faith and tomorrow, so make sure you come back. i got a two-part package for you here. Go to Hebrews chapter 11, 1, and uh, I'm just going to go slow. We'll teach a little bit. Is that okay? You know what I mean? Here's the thing. I need you, and tomorrow I'll talk more about that. I need you to, you, sometimes we go to church and we come in with limitation, okay? And I just want to encourage you. I know what happens, you know? You come, you hear messages. And, and it happens to everybody. So, you know, it's really been good. You know, we've been, we've been traveling a lot more this year. And see, everywhere you go, doesn't make a difference. You see a lot of people. And, and I don't want to say, like, 
in a negative, but there's a lot of broken dreams out there, you know, like stuff should be happening and, you know, and people are really going through, you know, what, what's happening. I mean, you can even see it not just as a country alone, but you just really see people, people of God coming in and believing and expecting and wanting to see God move and wanting to see God do something. And then maybe it doesn't work out just the way we thought it was going to work out, or maybe it doesn't happen the way we think it's going to happen. And I, I don't want to say, you know, sometimes there, it's, the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Meaning like I, I was holding on and it didn't happen like this. It didn't happen like that. And we know God is good. And we know God's going to do it the same way all the time, every time. But here's the thing. I want to make sure we're in position to receive what God has for us. Yeah. Does that make sense? The worst thing in the world to be doing is waiting for something that can't show up because I'm not in a position to receive it. Yeah. I don't want to do that. So what I'm talking to you a little bit about faith, because I think what I started seeing was a lot of times, and um, we got to really figure out what faith is, that we, could, that we could break it down so you can understand it. I'm not saying you don't understand it, but let's just look at a little side of this mountain where we make it simple, because I know this, there's a lot of stuff my faith has to do, and I better make sure I'm in a position of faith to get it to work, okay? Because I'm going to tell you what, there's only one condition this whole Bible is based upon, is you believe it. Yes and amen is great, but guess what? You still got to have faith to reach out and receive it, okay? So as we get in this, so if you got pens and take some notes or you got a phone and you want to take some notes, do, do it, but get it. Because here's what I was saying. And I was, telling, I was telling Pastor this today. We, we were hanging out for a little bit. I said, if I handed out everybody a piece of paper in this room and said, tell me what faith is, write it on a piece of paper, okay? In this room right here, we'd probably have at least five different answers, if not more, about what faith is. And, and that's, that to me is okay, but let's just look at the Word of God and let's see this. Faith's a real important subject. We, what I really believe is, you know, whether, you know, whether you're talking about grace or whatever you're talking about, these are big words in the Bible, love. That's a big word. You know, when, when, when Pastor said, he said, about, he said love. love. The Bible says, love one another like what? Like Jesus loved you, but then love, in another place it says what? Love one another like you love yourself. What's that mean? Well, you love yourself a lot. You know what I mean? I, I kid my church. I said, that's why, that's why you only drink the coffee you drink. I'm picking on you and me. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, know, you love you. you know, that's, why, that's, why you, that's, why you, that's why you only use the toothpaste you like. Come on, somebody. You know what I mean? We do. We love ourselves a lot more than we think, right? You ain't going to let your little cold feet get on. You got your little slippies you put on or whatever your deal is, right? And get in a nudge, right? Yeah, you got your little setup, how you do it, because we do. We love. But we got we to gotta understand what love is, you know? And the best definition I heard of love and breaking it down was love does what's most beneficial for the recipient mm -hmm. at that moment. Wow. See, that makes love simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we got to break this stuff down. Love's important. God said this, for the love that we have for one for another, the world will know we're disciples. Yeah. So we got to know what these words mean. What's love? Love looking through your eyes. Faith looking through your eyes. Grace looking through your eyes. Make it simple. Because if it's not simple, how do I know I'm doing it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to look at faith and I just want to like, we'll do like a little faith seminar kind of like thing. Yeah. It's gonna, it'll be good because everybody needs a fresh up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we're going to look at the Word of God. So let's just look at this thing and we'll go. So let's look at Hebrews 11.1. 1. Just to break it down, you know a lot of this stuff. It's not going to be some big new mystery to you, but a lot of this stuff can help us. It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, right? It is the evidence of things not seen. So we understand that. Okay, watch this one. For by it the elders obtained a good report, and through faith we understand that the world was framed by the word of God, right? So that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. So verse 1 really makes it simple. Now faith is what? The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay? That's a little vague. All right? So we're going to break it down. So we understand 
that faith has to be now. We know that. Yeah. Faith, if it ain't now, it's not faith. So these are little checkups, right? Before we even get into it. If it ain't now, it's not faith. Right? right? Amen. Okay? Because if it's going to happen, you know, I understand. We get in this manifestation thing and all this stuff. This lingo, we got to watch because sometimes I think we're really disguising hope. If it's now, it's now. Mm -hmm. If it's faith, it's now. Hope has its place. You understand? See, here, faith and hope, they kind of work together in this regard. Okay? Okay, you got a problem or you got a situation or you got a need. Well, hope shows you in the Word of God that what? When you say in there, well, what am I going to do? Oh, my God, my marriage, my money, my body, whatever it is. What does hope say? Hope says, hope's the anchor to the soul in Hebrews, right? And what that means is this, that when I'm facing life, I get hope from the Word of God that I can turn the situations of life around. Okay? Okay? Faith is the substance of things hope for. Hope comes from the Word. Okay? Hope comes from that Bible. Because you get hope, Right? And what happens? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. What's that mean? Confident expectation is the definition of hope is what it really is. Confident expectation, if it doesn't come to pass, what does it do? Kind of deflates you a little bit and kind of makes you less apt to jump out again and go for it. So I, I don't want you to, I don't want you to get like messed up. Oh, I'm standing in front of the thing. I don't want you to get, me, I don't want you to get messed up. Now hear me. I don't want you to get messed up because I'm looking at past experiences to limit where I'm going to go in my future experiences. Right, yeah. Can't do that. Because here's what happens to us. Sometimes we're not using it right. It's okay. It's not bad. They're not failures. Mm -hmm. Just ways we figure out it doesn't work. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know everything. You don't know everything. <laughs> Nobody knows everything. So don't get down on it. Just go back, kind of like go back to the chalkboard and keep working it, right? Because that's important, yeah. okay? So now just, just as, we, as we walk through this, is so one of the things we're seeing now, if it's not now, right, it's not faith. So we got to, okay, is my, see, big thing with faith is, is it in the right tense, you understand what I mean by tense? Meaning like, if it's not now, it's not faith. We're going to look at it. But what is faith? You know what I mean? If I said to you, what is faith? You know? Somebody stand there and go, I know what some of you tell me. Faith is the substance of things. Hope for it. The evidence of things not seen. You know, right? That's cute, right? I used to love, I used to love watching Fred Price. You ever watch some of these, these new people? I tell my guys in the church, they look at me like, I'm 90 years old. They're like, who? What? And these guys, a little TV show. Remember, he used to say, evidence. Can we see your evidence? <laughs> evidence. You don't remember this stuff. I do. Yeah, everybody's like, you remember that? It used to play on the thing, and I'd be like, what is he talking about evidence? And it sounds, can we see your evidence? Faith is the evidence. Come on, you understand what I mean? Yeah. Okay, we use title deed. We use this stuff. Let's just look at the Word of God. Let's see what Jesus said about it. And let me show you why it's important, though, okay, for a minute. Because, look, I'm going to give you some scriptures. Just jot them down. They're going to be helpful, okay? Let's just start with this. Hebrews 11.6. Just write it down. Take, take notes or whatever you want. If you got notes, we're going to be good. Hebrews 11.6 says, we please God with our faith. Mm -hmm. yeah. now, now, let me ask you a question now. Okay, I'm, I'm down with our... I know positionally what we have. You know what I mean? You understand? I know positionally what we have. But without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is... And that he is what? A rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But without faith, it's impossible to do what? Please God. Now, I understand this. Now, listen, when I say that, that doesn't mean that there's a merit place. We understand positionally we're right. We're right where we need to be with God. This is about access to stuff that God has for us. This is access to the promises. This is about access to pleasing God. Why do I, what pleases God? I don't know about you, but if somebody wrote a list and said, here's what pleases God, wouldn't you want to know how to do that? Right. 
Now, you got to understand, you guys are mature believers. You understand what I'm saying. I'm not talking about being accepted. Let's get beyond that. We're already accepted. We're already forgiven. Wherever. Come on. Now we're talking about getting to the next level. How do I get this book to come alive in my life right. and get some of these promises to activate in my life and then get this thing going? Amen. So if I please God with my faith, right? That's a big one, right? Oh, yeah. How about this one? Hebrews 10, 38. Just jot them down as you go. I'll read them to you. Now the just shall live by faith. And we might even have, you know, without faith, it's possible to please him. He comes, he must believe. Okay, you got King James. Yeah, but if you use a different translation, that's cool. You know what I mean? 1038 says what? Now the, what's 1038 say? Now the just shall live by faith. Look at it, right? Yeah. And if any man what? Draws back or shrinks, what happens? You, my soul has no pleasure in him. So you're not, not, now you're not pleasing God if you don't have faith. Now, wait a minute. So the New Testament church, we do have a position that we have to live in. It's faith. Right. Okay, everything's, see, if Abraham got it all by faith, and faith gave us access, right, and we got, we got, we got available, we got to stay in faith. The kingdom works on faith. Right. But I got a question for you. I live by faith, right? I please God with my faith. Here's another one. You want another one? Look, I got a bunch of them. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. What's 2 Corinthians 5, 7 say? We walk by faith and not by sight. So I walk by faith. Well, if I'm not walking in faith, then if I'm not living in faith, I'm not pleasing God with my faith, I'm not walking by faith. So I got a question then. If I don't know what, how in the world, how in the world am I, think of this. If I don't know, well, what's faith? What? Okay, what's faith? Somebody tell me besides the pastor what faith is. It's believing. Come on. Give, tell me what's faith. Give me, a def, give me a definition of faith. What? Surrendering. Surrendering. There we go. That's a good one. Give me a definition of faith. Come on, be bold. I'm not, this is not a test. You're not going to fail, I promise. There's no grades. Trust. Trust. Look at this, right? We're in a room, right? We're, right? If I said, what's faith? Tell me what faith is. You want to throw one out? Just throw one out there. Go ahead. Something you would say. If I said, you, what's faith? You got a piece of paper. It's a test. Go. Give me something. Anybody? What? Go ahead. Anybody? We got, what? Okay, believing in something you have no reason to believe in. They're all right answers. But look at that. In a room like this, we got five different answers. And now, what, this, one, this is my point I'm trying to prove, and I'm not setting you up to be, you know, set up. Faith pleases God. If we can't get a one-word answer, you know what I'm saying? If we can't get this thing fine-tuned, this is what pleases God. We, we walk by faith, not by sight. We live by faith. You want to know what? Hebrews 6 says this. I mean, Ephesians 6 says we protect ourselves with faith. Yeah. We quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Wait a minute. And you know what that is? That's Ephesians 6.16. So now, wait a minute. Now, not only does my faith please God, right? This is great. Not only does my faith do all my faith, my faith protects me. The shield the faith, right? So, wait a minute. If I don't know what faith is, how am I going to be protecting myself? You know what I'm saying? If I can't, how do I know I'm in it? How am I going to get promises? I obtain the promises of God. See, a lot of things. Now, here's, the, here's what we did. And, and this is good. What we did as a culture, a church, was we just gave you one side of faith. Oh, faith obtains promises. That's not only thing faith does. We ran around telling everybody, you know, I didn't get in trouble for it, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm talking about the movement was, everybody was like, oh, faith gets the promises of God to come to pass in your life. Faith does a whole lot more than just get the promises of God to come in your past. I protect myself with faith. Because what do most people think faith is? You believe you receive when you pray. That is an element of, but, but wait a minute. Do I believe? Do I believe I receive? Do I believe I receive when I pray for protection? Do I now? No. 
Because it's a different element. Hear what I'm saying. To obtain the promise, you believe you receive when you pray. But how do I lift up the shield of faith if I don't know what the shield of faith is? I believe I receive. Come on, man. You believe you receive a shield? Well, come on. We got to see what I'm saying. Chop, chop it down. Let's get a simple definition of what Jesus said about faith. Once we've got that, now we got the common denominator to allow us. Because see, faith's got a lot of elements. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But I'm going to tell you now, and we can look at a lot of this, right? Mark chapter 4, we can get into a lot of stuff. Just, just go slow. Here, how fast does faith come? Well, as fast as you can hear. Well, how fast does faith go? As fast as you don't accept what you hear to be the truth. You ain't stacking it. You're, see, here's the thing. Faith is not, you don't hear it and like it sits somewhere and, you know, I don't know what it does, orbits around your head and then you hear more and then you hear more and then it, no, 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 man. This ain't, this, you ain't stacking dominoes with this stuff. Hear me, man. Because this is where it gets, because I could show you in the word and I don't want to go into 20 different things. We'll go slow. We'll walk through it. It'll help. But this, this, that's, that's not how, you, you either accept it or reject it. And we'll talk about it. That's what Mark 4, Matthew's talking about too. He's talking about accepting and rejecting. We got a lot of rejecting. And it's not rejecting because, it's not rejecting because we don't trust God. Does that make sense? It's not rejecting because you don't, you, because you don't have enough faith. You, listen to me. You didn't have faith failures. Okay? So let me help you. You, you didn't have a faith failure. Okay? What happens with a believer is we have abandonment problems. We abandon the truth. We hold on to the truth. Yeah. We don't see nothing change. Because we look at silly stuff. We look at changed circumstances. I can get in this. I can really help you tonight. We look at all this other stuff. We look to sense not head stuff to tell us whether this stuff's working. Yeah. And it doesn't work in this realm. Because faith only works in the unseen realm. Once it shows up in the material realm, it doesn't, it doesn't operate like that anymore. <laughs> That's where I got to get you. See, this is so cool. We get so crazy with faith, right? Just hear me, right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Faith works in the unseen realm. Once it comes into the seen realm, faith is not needed any longer. Mm -hmm. He said, what faith do you need to have if you've got something in your hand? You don't need no faith for that. Yeah. You get it? Oh, yeah. So we got to get our sense right because what do we do? We go, well, I don't see it. I'm getting frustrated. He goes, that's where it works. Right. Yeah. Leave it in its place and leave it there. See, once you get like that, you get, you'll, it'll change your mentality, how you look at it. Faith, faith, well, I don't see it. Don't worry about it. That's where faith works its best, where you can't see. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What is faith? It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of what's not seen. Then we get mad if we don't see something. Because we're like Peter looking at that fig tree. We want to see changed circumstances, and then we'll believe. Right. But you can't look at changed circumstances to tell me whether your faith is working or not. Right? Yeah. right? You can't look at your emotions. Yeah. Oh, no, you better not. Right? Right? You can't look at your emotions because why? Then you're all pumped up some days. You're like, yeah, right? You want to run a mountain. Next day, you want to like lay in bed and watch reruns. You know what I mean? You know, you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not always easy. You know what I mean? Uh, I want to eat Doritos and watch like reruns. You know? <laughs> right? It's like, just leave me alone. I'm tired. But because why? Because I just like, man, what's going on? But it, it works in that realm and we can break it down, okay? So just go slow. So I, I protect myself. And this scripture is great. Okay, um, this is good. Oh, I like that. In addition to, oh, I can't stand in front of it and read it. <laughs> in addition to taking the shield of faith, which would you be able to uh, extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Isn't that cool? I love it. Listen to what it says in the King James because it kind of helps me kind of see this. There's the shield of faith. You know what I mean? 
Somebody said, yeah, it's hanging on Brother Hagin's pulpit. No, 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 no. There's a shield of faith. Above all, take the shield of faith where you can quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. I didn't know there was a shield to pick up. What's a shield do? Quenches the fiery darts. Yeah. Yeah. So I, do I take a shield of I believe I receive when I pray and quench fiery darts of the wicked one? No. No. There's more of do it. So what does he say? So let's look at Jesus and let's just let's just let's just get it happening, okay? This is good, okay? And this I think is gonna help us, all right? Look at Matthew 9, 27. Okay. You guys are doing great. Is it is it kind of clicking? You know that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't need to be talented. I run, I don't I'm not here to be dynamic. I'm here to get it over to you because this this is what really got me on this. I did what a lot of people do. You, you, you hear it and you do it. You say it like everybody. You become an echo. You yeah. say what everybody else says. And then you go, okay. And that's not to say they're wrong. It's not about finding right or wrong. It's about simplifying the truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because this is what I learned. The deeper, the deeper revelation is, it's the easiest accessible opportunity to understand it, which means like it gets simpler even though it's deep. Does that make sense? Like, if it's all complicated and all wacky, then I don't think it's spiritual. You know what I mean? It's got to get, it got, even when you pull it out, you got to study it out. You know what I mean? But once it hits, Jesus didn't walk around confusing people. Yeah. He made it simple. Just as how it is. Bam, this is how the kingdom works. Oh, okay, I get it. So, so when we're looking at it, let's like, you know, I don't know. Am I in faith? Am I not in faith? Did I use faith? Man, how crazy is that? We're waiting for promises to come to pass. I don't even know if I'm in faith. How do I know if I'm in faith if I don't know what faith is? Right. You know what I mean? If I don't know what faith is, how do I even know I'm using it? Yeah. So let's go look and see you know, what Jesus said. Yeah. Is that cool? So look over here, right? I gave you 9, 20, Matthew, look what it says here, okay? And uh, I'll, I'll flip there with you and read it. We'll read Matthew uh, 9, 27. We're just going to look at a couple places and it's going to help you kind of see what Jesus said. I need to clarify, and I think one of the things that's really good is that we'll get a greater understanding of where we need to be. And once we get there, yeah, praise the Lord, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna know. You'll do a little bit of work, but you're gonna know when you're there or not. Is that okay? So let's go here. All right, you got that? It says here, and when Jesus departed, then two blind men followed him, crying, "Now, Son of David, have mercy on us." And we look at verse eight. When he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, "Yeah, you believe I'm able to do this?" That's what he says. You see it? And they said to him, Yay, Lord. Right? Now, let's see this, right? So Jesus straight up goes, Hey, you believe I can do this? And what did they say? Yeah, yeah I'm down. Let's do it. Right? And, he, and look what he said there. And he touched his eyes, or their eyes, said it is, According to your faith, underline that. Be it unto you. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. So Jesus said, Do you believe? And then when they said, Yeah, we believe, he said, Good, according to your faith, you got it. Okay, you see it? Jesus is like, you believe? Believe? Good. Okay, according to your faith, you got it. Now come over here. We're going to go look at Thomas. Okay, go to John chapter 20. Just look. Let's give us a little bit of spot here. John 20. And we'll start with verse, uh, you know, we can start with verse 24. We'll read a little bit. Okay? In the Greek... If you look at the word pistis and you see all this stuff and you get all fancy, bottom line is this, what is faith? It's a persuasion. It is a conviction based upon what you hear. That's what faith, faith, let's just say faith's legal definition or whatever you want to call it. It's a, it, faith is a persuasion. It's a conviction based on what you hear, okay? 
But watch this. Look at verse 24, okay? John 20, 24. But Thomas, one of the 12, called Didymus, was not with them. Now, remember, this is the story when Jesus came, right? He come walking through the wall, okay? Okay, Jesus did the work. He's all good. He's getting ready to wrap it up. He goes back to his disciples. He walks through the wall. He gives them some kind of, you know, kind of get a little pep talk, like, hey, here's what's coming down in layman's language. He walk, so he walks through the wall. They freak out, like, oh, my God, what's up? He said, no, it's all going to be good. Da, da, da. Right, boom. He goes. He leaves. Thomas comes in. Here's where Thomas comes in. Thomas comes in, and he goes, what's going on? And here they go. Ready? Thomas, one of the 12, was with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said, hey, we've seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand in his side, I will not believe. Underline, he said, I'm not believing this. You guys are crazy. What do you mean Jesus came? He did just crucified him and you know he came. How'd he come? Come walking through the wall. What are you, nuts? He said, I'm not going to believe it unless I can take my finger, stick it in the nail prints in his hand, thrust my hand and stick it in his eye. So eight days later, Jesus gave him a break, right? Give him eight days to figure it out. I don't know, I don't know why he gave him eight days. Somebody will know why somewhere, yeah. right? And somebody will say whatever. And after eight days again, he came and Thomas was with them and Jesus came to the doors being shut. He said, peace be still <laughs> or peace be unto you, right? Now this is what Jesus says, okay? He says, Thomas, now I just, he said, take your finger, stick it in these nail prints right here, buddy. Right? Take your hand, toss it in my side. Now look right here, right? And do not be unbelieving, but be believing. Now just go slow, right? I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read it to you in the King James because this is where it kind of gets a little, well, just hear me, and it's good because it's the same thing. He reached into his hand and thrust it in my side and said, hey, be not faithless. Be believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord, my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you believe, but blessed are you and have not seen, and yet believe. Mm -hmm. Now, wait a minute. Okay, Jesus starts using faith and belief interchangeably all throughout his conversation. Do you believe? Yeah, I believe. One with the issue of blood, Right? According to your faith, you be whole. According to your faith, you were whole. According to those blind men, you were whole. So Jesus used faith and belief interchangeably. Faith, he used it here. He used it other places. Faith and belief interchangeably. I don't got no problem to coin the word faith. It's the same word. It's funny, I was just in Europe, and it's the same word in the translation in their Bible. You know what I mean? It, we use it here. We kind of swing it a little bit. We're like, we have faith and belief, and you can see other translations. It's believe and believe. But we, but Jesus, right, whether you want to go, I don't want to go get all doctrinal act out, but here's what I'm saying. Faith and belief was interchangeable. Through. Do you believe I can heal your eyes? We believe according to your faith, let it be. So when Jesus flipped the script, so write this down or put this in your head or meditate on it till you get it. Here it is. Faith is simply what you believe. Yeah. What you believe, you've been, watch this. You know what? You've been using faith all your life. Yeah. You've been, well, you know what? I got guys in the church. They've been through some stuff. I said, Literally, honest God, you used faith to do illegal stuff. I got dudes they were partying hard back in the day. I said, you got up in the middle of the night and walked 22 blocks because you knew some dude was going to be over there by faith. You, you, you've been using faith all your life. If you showed up on a job, right? Okay? They, say we showed up in this complex here. There was a guy sitting over here with a suit and tie on. He said, listen right here, we got brand new jobs coming in the area. They pay $75,000 a year. Do, 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 give you the spiel. You come in this, you know, like, oh my God, praise the Lord, right? 
You'd, you'd walk in, you'd look at all these resumes, look at all this cool stuff. You'd be like, man, I'm signing up. You'd sign up and go, how about this? You show up at some shack down around the block. Some guy comes out all sloppied out, T-shirt hanging out, got <laughs> coffee stains all over his shirt. We're not discriminating against people, but he tell you you're going to make 100 grand a year working for him over here at Charlie Shack. You ain't going to show up at that junk. Why? You don't believe it. It was faith. Faith's a belief. What you believe is your faith. Now, here's the part. You want to see it? Because, look, I can show you. I can help you and, like, kind of get it going, right? So, okay, if faith is what I believe, and I know what you're going to ask me, well, then, okay, so what, what now, now, how, here's my question. Uh, it kind of be like, man, I'd like to almost do that, but uh, let, let, just let me do this, but you don't, you don't have the camera, okay? Let me just do this for a minute. This will help you, okay? Because this, this, is, this is okay to use this thing? Because we're, we're cool. We're all family. Let's just do it, right? So here's how you do it. So say like this. Put your little diagram up, right? If you were going to do it, right, what you do is you do like this. I could have even did this, but it's cool, right? So how does faith come, right? The faith comes from the word, right? Okay? The word. And the word does this. It forms and strengthens. Okay? My scribble is going to be bad. And it should be doing this. Beliefs. Okay? You get me? Okay, and then we got we got we're gonna we're gonna get on this side too because if I leave this over here, you're gonna govern, and you're gonna try to get to the spot over here. Don't absorb this. I'm doing this all quick so I can go back over here. I don't mess up the camera. Think, say, do. Okay, man, we could even stay here for a while. Okay, so this is what this is like. This is what it's supposed to be doing. This is this is this is this is, this is I stole all this stuff over here with the board, but okay, the <laughs> the word of God when you first heard it. It, it formed a belief. Remember when you came in here? Some of you came in from different backgrounds. He maybe said, uh, Pastor said, Jesus is a healer. You were like, oh, I ain't seen no healing in my church. Or maybe where you were, right? I don't know, right? And then he, he showed you with the Bible. First time you heard it, what'd you do? You rejected it. Wake up. Come on. You love me. You didn't want to believe it. You don't care what Bible scripture he had. You're like, oh, look at this. Little pretty preacher coming in here. Come on, right? Give him a little props, right? You definitely you married up, so be quiet, right? <laughs> right? He come in there with his little come in there with his little nice hairdo and his Bible. He had some scriptures. He's got the word in him. He said, "Here's 42 scriptures to tell you why Jesus is a healer." Guess what you did? You still rejected it because you didn't understand it. And what you don't understand, you don't accept. I don't care, Jesus. You know what's crazy? Jesus came and talked to people, and he looked at him and said, "Yeah, whatever." I'm going to tell you, church is like that. Yeah. You'll reject it. The source, let me help all, oh, please. The credibility. This is so good. Somebody tweet this. The credibility, <laughs> I'm serious, of the source has nothing to do whether you're going to believe it or not. Wow. The credibility of the source of where you're getting this information has nothing to do whether you're going to believe it or not. The whole book's real. Yeah. It's alive. It's the truth. There's no other truth but the truth that we have. And people still reject it. Yeah. Jesus was doing one thing all his life, trying to persuade people to believe him. Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah. That's all it was. Persuading you to believe him. You know what Moses had to do? Persuade a bunch of people to leave a dead issue and go to a live place. Mm. They drove him crazy. Mm. He smacked the rock too many times. He flipped out. He, he snapped out as a leader in front of them and destroyed his destiny because he couldn't handle the pressure of the people that God were trying to pull him out. I totally believe that. That's a bunny trail for itself, okay? So what did you do the first time? First time you hear it. Now, how many times, like, I've heard it, and you guys heard it, it strengthens, 
hopefully a belief that's been formed. Yeah. Now see, but here's the thing. It, you should form your beliefs always out of the Word of God. Because yeah. if you don't form out of the Word, it's going to be carnality to form data. Yeah. Okay? So that's what I'm saying. So you've got to be a Word-first person. Yes. Amen. So, so check this out. When you first heard about healing, how about prosperity? Didn't you grab your wallet? You did. Don't lie. You did. I did too. I want this me. You want to hear a funny story? You want to hear a funny story? Can I tell you a funny story? Right. Right? It's funny. Right? We good. We're good on time, right? I'll go about a little bit. All right. So check this out, right? I go, I go, I go to, uh, I, you're not going to know. I'm going to date myself, so I can't do that. I go to this church, right? And then every time I'd go to a meeting, God's like, just give all your money away. I swear, man. It was like, ironic. I'm like, oh, here we go again. Right? And I'd like, you know, have some cash. Not like I had like five grand or nothing in my pocket. I have my wallet, you know? And God would be like, empty your wallet. And I swear, man, I didn't want to do it. So I knew it was the Lord. You know, I'm like, why do I always got to give all my money? God was, see, money's about, money's about trust. Money's, listen, if people are, you don't, you don't, you don't. People that talk about it like out of a manipulative way, you know it already anyway. You guys, are, you know, people think that people don't have the spirit of God. You got the spirit of God. You know when it's a sideshow, okay? Now, we're not getting into that. But, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, to give out of the right heart, there's a blessing in that. Yeah. God wants you all rich. Word. He, I'm telling you, he wants you all rich. And, and if you don't want to be rich, then you're selfish. Word. Preach. I'm telling you. You want to know why? Give it away. I had a guy, right? I had a guy, right? I sure he stuck. I, I, you'll love this story. Alec Clark, okay? I went to Nicaragua with him. He'd come up to me. He was a New Zealander. He stuck his finger in my face. He goes, Chrissy, what's the difference of making you the next? Chrissy, what's the difference of making you the next? I said, Alec, what are you talking about? He said, Peter Youngren came to me. I said, how much did you give Peter Youngren? I gave him $80,000. T.L. Osborne came to me. How much did you give Peter? How much did you, you give T.L.? I gave him $70,000. Alec, how much money did you give away? I gave him $100,000. I went to Africa. I, gave, I said, how much money did you give away? He goes, I gave away $6 million. Wow. I said, what would you do? He said, I was smoking dope. I was living like a complete moron. I was shot out. I was done. I lost everything. I squandered it all. He said, I told God, I'll give, I'll give you $501,000. I'm going to give you $501,000, and then I'll start living life. Until then, I won't. He lived in this shop, wrote checks, gave away money to all the greats, all the bigs. And we were in Nicaragua, and I said, dude, how much money have you given right now? He goes, six million. He goes, as fast as it comes in, I can't get rid of it fast enough. He said, because he, he tell you a story. I, I, he, I, got to, I can tell stories, one I? He told a story. He walked in his shop. There was like over like a half a million dollars of equipment in there. It cost almost 200 grand to rip all the stuff down, to take it apart, to get it out. You know what I mean? And you got like over half a million. He didn't have no money. He walked in, and the Spirit of God in the office said, offer them $4,000 for this, bottom line, tallied it up, it was 40 grand. The guy looked at him and laughed. He started to start crying. The guy called, made a phone call. He said, it's yours, get rid of it. He said, I don't have, I don't have the, I, he's thinking in his head, I don't even have the money to get the machines out and I just bought them. I don't even have the, I don't even have the whatever it was to get it. And he, he wanted thinking, God said, sell, sell the machines. He sold one of the machines. The company gave him the money. They came, broke it down and he did. And he's doing, you know Nashville, the stadium for the Titans, the red lights, those are him. Okay. He's a powder cool guy. He went home to be with the Lord. But what it was about, money, I don't know how I got on his bunny trail. Maybe That's I'm hitting good. something. Money is not about you. Money's about the kingdom. Yeah. See, this is what happens. People start saying, well, I don't need it. Yeah, I know you don't need it, but the kingdom needs it. Right. So go make all you can. Take what you want and give away what you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not about you living just like for you. It's about being a giveaway. I don't know. I hit something in there. You know what I mean? Don't ever let money scare you and don't ever let money freak you out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Money's not about you. Money's about stewardship. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? It, it, like I tell my church, if we swapped like this, if everybody on this side swapped wallets and purses and gave it to everybody on this side, wallets and purses, and everybody swapped, and I said, hey, you know what? Whatever you give out of my wallet, you get to return on. How much would you give? <laughs> Come on, church. You'd give what? The truth is that you'd give out all of it, right? Right. So if we did a wallet and what, right? Kara was outside. If we give a if we did a wallet and purse swap, and I said you can give whatever you want to give out of it, and you get the return on it, would you do it? How much would you give? I'm gonna empty that account. He's gonna empty the account. Why? Get that return. Why? But why? It's not my money. Yeah. See, there's your problem. You're not a steward. Yeah. A steward knows it's not mine. That's the same concept. If I don't think it's mine, it's easy for me to give it away. It's your money. Mm. Well, it ain't your money. It's God's money. Yeah. Go be a steward of what he gave you. Amen. A stewardship mentality is I steward what he gave me. It's not mine. Yeah. I got no skin in the game. He gave it to me. If he didn't give it to me, it's not. You see what I'm saying? So don't get nervous with that, all right? That's what happened. Okay, so that's how I got on it. Prosperity, first time you heard it, what'd you do? So my story was this. So every time I kept going, I kept giving my, my wallet, I, I, you know, all my money. So I said, bump this. I'm leaving my wallet in the car. So one time I went to this meeting, I did. I locked it in the glove box. I put it in the glove I was young. I didn't know what I was doing. I locked it in the glove box. I said, there you go. And I walked up, and I was in church, and I swear, the offering came, and the Lord spoke to me and said, next time, bring your checkbook, silly. And I said, oh, this is going to be great. And he taught me about money because I was like you at first. I didn't understand it. You know, maybe some of you were. But why? First time I hear it, it forms. The Holy Spirit. What? Pray in the Spirit. I don't know where you're at with all that. But the first time you hear it, you go, huh? Mm -hmm. But then after you form that belief, yeah. that belief should start governing my life. Yes. But here's the thing. Until beliefs are formed, they will never govern anything. Wow. It goes in one ear and out the other. People, people, you want to see it? Did you, go, you need to write that down? Yeah, that's okay, just catch that. I don't want to go too fast, so we'll, we'll go slow. I get excited about it, okay? So what happens is, if you do not form beliefs from the Word of God, you will be governed out of your flesh or some kind of other idea that does not have nothing to do with the truth. Mm -hmm. you, you see it? Yeah. So you'll say, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, because you don't have an understanding in that. That's the only thing you need. If we can get you to understand, that's Mark chapter 4. Mm. Is that okay? Oh, that's good. Okay? You, know, you, you see what I'm saying? So write it down. Like, we can go to the governing board. It's cool. Let's go to Mark chapter 4. I'll show you something, all right? It's all cool, too, because... Um, I, I, I believe, you know, I, I just really believe that if we get this thing going in the right way, this faith side of it, boy, we can really change it. Because, yeah. you know, then you start learning that faith has to have action. Well, what's the action of faith? Because beliefs without actions don't really bring, without corresponding actions, they don't release ability. But that's what I, this is what I like to say. The belief side's on this side of the equation. The, 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 the work side is on that side. The work, the work side of it is in the word side and the do side. But I don't want to just get all there, okay? So this is what we're looking for. We're trying to get the Word of God to form a belief that will govern your life. Mm -hmm. If we don't get the Word of God to form that belief, you're going to be governed by flesh. Yeah. So how do we do it? we got to get the Word. And this is what Mark chapter 4 explains, and then we'll look at Matthew 13, and it'll pull it all together, okay? Amen. So look at, look at Mark chapter 4, 14. Everybody doing good? Yes, yeah, good. It says, The sower sows the Word, okay? These are they by the wayside. When the word is sown, but when they heard it, Satan comes immediately and takes the word that was sown in their hearts. Now, wait a minute. What do you mean? This is what we talked about today. The word of God's never been sown in your head. Everybody's like, oh, it's going to come in your head and rattle around. And after a while, you're going to hit a magic number. And it's going to fall down in your heart. I don't know. That's ridiculous. Okay. It's okay. It sounds cute, but it's not true. 
Okay? So the Word of God is sown where? In the heart. 1 Peter 3, 4, the hidden man in the heart. Yeah. Okay? We good? Oh, yeah. So where's the Word sown? In my heart. But the Bible says that the devil could come and steal the Word. Did you read it? Where the Word is sown, and when they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the Word which has been sown. How does Satan take away with the Word which is sown in the heart? What is this, right? So I got nervous, right? These likewise are they sown on stony ground which heard the word. They have no root in themselves. The next guy, they get gladness. Look, okay, right? These are likewise those stony ground. When they heard the word, immediately received it with gladness. They have no root in themselves. Endure for a time. Afterward, affliction and persecution. Affliction and persecution is pressure. Pressure comes, arise for the word's sake. Listen, you don't, you're not specially anointed and that's why you're getting attacked. You're not this, that, and the other thing. And that's why. You got word, you got problems. You got word, you're going to get pressured. Sometimes I tell my people, it's easier to live lost because you ain't going for nothing. So the devil leave you alone, leave you in a senseless state. Yeah. All of a sudden you come into church, you start believing God for this and believing God for your marriage and believing God for this. All of a sudden now you got, what happened here? Yeah, yeah that's exactly what the devil wants you to think. Well, don't do that no more. That ain't, no, there's pressure. I used to have people tell me, I don't want to get around you. I said, why? Every time I get around you, my life goes wacko. I said, well, that ain't my fault. Because I'm challenged. I got the ministry of aggravation. Oh, uh, I aggravate. Because you'll, you'll be like, oh, this guy, shut up. Get up. I'm like, get up. Go shake it. Go make it happen. You can do it. Dream bigger. They're like, oh, get away from me. Yeah, yeah I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force you to live your dream. Come on, right? So, so here's the thing, right? So affliction, persecution, cares of the world. Here, you want the five enemies of the word? You guys are word people, ready? Affliction, persecution. These are the five tools the devil is going to use to try to take the word of God away from you. Affliction, persecution, and forms of pressure. You ready for it? Here we go. The cares of the world, 19. See verse 19? Cares of the world, right? How many people are here because of the care of the world? How about the deceitfulness of riches? And how about this one, the lust of other things? Choke the word of God and it becomes unfruitful. I'm still with God. It bothered me. It bothered me. This bothered me. And where the word of God is sown, when they heard it, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in the heart. Wait a minute. Now, if, 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 now think of this, Matthew, right? Matthew 13, I think, right? Says either make the tree good or his fruit good or make the tree corrupt or his fruit corrupt. A tree is known by his fruit, right? And it says this, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Wait a minute, man. Wait a minute. So how do I get the stuff in my heart? Everybody kept telling me, say it out your mouth. Yeah, wait a minute, though. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And these are they by the wayside where the word of God is sown, but when they've heard... When they've heard, yeah, that's how you get it in your heart. But here's the key. What gets in your heart, if you don't do something what gets in your heart, it gets out. Right. Why? Un Look, I'm going to show you. This is the key. This is why, this is why saying something 9,000 times ain't going to do nothing if you don't believe it. See, we got the saying before the believing. It don't work. You can't believe, okay, okay? You can't just believe and not say, and you can't say and not believe. Faith is two places, Romans chapter 10 says. Faith is in the mouth and faith is in the heart. Faith is in the mouth and faith is in the heart. It's the word of faith which we preach. How do I move mountains? I get my faith, come on, in my heart and my mouth to connect and then I release supernatural ability. Yeah. Come on, right? What happens to the person that says something different than what his heart says? He deceives himself. James chapter 1. He's diluted. That's 12,000 things going on. Okay, just go slow. What do you mean he's diluted? He looks in the mirror of the word of God and forgets what manner of man he is. Yeah. 
He looks in the perfect law of liberty and forgets what manner of man he is or a woman she is. He forgets. He looks at the, he looks at the God man. Um, this mirror does not point out your flaws. If I go look in the mirror now, oh, you know, my hair's not there. Oh, my face. Oh, I'm a little. The other day I pulled my cheek down. It took time to go back up. That's a little scary. <laughs> Enjoy I didn't. I, I went and asked my mother. I said, "You're the you're the guru." I went and asked my mother the other day. I said, "You're the guru of hell. Uh, you're the guru of skin." I said, "What's the matter with me?" I went like this, and it like took time to go back up. I said, "This is not good, is it?" Right? And they started laughing at me. They're like, "Oh, pastor, you're getting older." I said, "No, I'm not. I'm getting younger." Praise the Lord. I was like, "Oh, help me, Jesus." I was like, "You, you ever had that epiphany? Has anybody had that happen to him? Don't raise your hand." And then all the young people are like, "What are you talking?" About? I went like this, and it was like it took time to go back up. I said, "That's not good." Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, you gotta laugh once in a while, right? That's funny, right? So, but this was, he said, it looks in this perfect law of liberty. This mirror, see, this is the problem. This mirror doesn't show you your flaws. What this mirror is showing you is who you really are. That's right. Yeah. This mirror shows you who you really are. And then what do you do when this mirror shows you you got victory? And you start talking defeat when you come out. Mm. You deceive your spirit. You trick your spirit. That's what one of the translations says. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, who am I? More than a conqueror. You talk doubt and unbelief. Yeah. You, your spirit man doesn't know what to do. So you got to be careful. That's words. We can get into that. But we're not, let's not get into all that. Let's just, but you see what I'm saying? Because that's the, see, think, say, and do is where faith is released. Faith alone is not enough. He said, oh, James chapter 2, what's James 2 say? He says, oh, you believe? You show me what you believe without your works. I'm going to show you what I believe by my works. Now, that's not the work to be accepted. That's not the work. That's over with. That's done. You got saved. You're accepted. That's it. You're accepted for the rest of your life. That's the work to get the faith beliefs released. Yeah. The work of words. That's good. Was not Abraham justified when he offered up Isaac? Yep. He was justified by what? His works. Yep. Was not he justified by his works? Come on, somebody, right? Yeah. yeah, his work. What was his work? Read the whole thing. Then he goes, Rahab the harlot, mm -hmm. right? The problem is, right, Rahab the, Rahab the harlot, what did she do? What did she do? Uh, you know what she did. Tell me what she did. They, they didn't go in this way. They went out the other way. She lied. She lied. And she didn't even do nothing. She said that it came in this way and they went out that way. And she hit them. She, what was her big faith experience? She used words. Then, uh, funny how James chapter 3, that's all it talks about. Take a little bit, put it in a horse's mouth, steer it whatever way you want. I'm telling you, man, we got to get it to come together. We can. But here's the thing. Hey, I'm still annoyed at this. Satan comes immediately. That bothered me. Satan comes immediately and steals the way of the word. How does he get to do that? Doesn't that bother you? Just not, that's not bugging you enough. Let me read this again. It really isn't. It should, it should bug you. Listen. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown when they've heard. Oh, faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Y'all know. You got to play on record in your head, right? Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. Just keep hearing, 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 hearing. Go to bed at night. Leave things on your ears. Listen to the word of God. Your spirit will catch you. I don't know. Maybe it does. I don't know. I'm not knocking it. I'm not here to get mad at anybody. But I kept hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Faith goes by hearing. And hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and keep hearing. And when you and I was like, when do we do something? But keep hearing, keep hearing, because one day, well, after nine million zillion twenty-two billion 
all of a sudden something's going to go. There's a magic buzzer in heaven. Wah, 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 wah. They're ready now. They're ready now. They're ready now because you got to keep hearing. How much hearing do I have to do? Hearing goes by hearing and hearing by all oh, Just keep hearing, brother. Just keep hearing. Just keep hearing. Just keep hearing. I felt like throwing something. I was getting so mad. How much hearing do you do before you do something? I don't see Jesus doing this junk. Just keep hearing. What, what am I doing? Well, you got to build up your faith. Say it nine million times. Say it 90 million times. I'm not knocking my camp. I'm down with it. It didn't work. Didn't work. People saying stuff and dying and people, it doesn't, it didn't work. What's going on? Where are we missing it? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The Bible says here, Satan stole the thing they heard. Are you in this thing with me? So, so stop, wait a minute. So if this joker is steering what I'm hearing, this joker is a thief, man. These, when the word is sown, they heard it, he steals it. The heart faith that moves the mountain, how the heck is he doing this? What, what is he, how, what is he, how does he do this? All right. Matthew. Matthew made sense. This will set you free. I'm telling you, this will transform your life. Because, okay, so as fast as I hear the word of God sown in my heart, but he's stealing it. Well, what gives him the right to steal what I hear? It's not his word. Right. So faith comes by hearing. And I know it's not, but this is really important. Look what this says, man. You ever see this? Hear ye the parable of the sower. 18? Sorry. Chapter 13? Yeah, 13, 18. You look at this. Hear ye the parable of the sower. Watch the next verse. There it is. There's your answer. It has nothing to do with the amount of hearing, but everything to do with what you understand. And understanding does not come by hearing it over and over. Understanding comes from an accumulation of knowledge. Let everything be a step. Oh, okay. You want to see it? I'm going to get you because you see, the problem is he pulls harder and you, that, that's the funny part in here. You got, it's funny. It's navigatable. You have to navigate in here. He pulls hard because his hunger level and I can't leave you guys behind. So it's funny. It's cute. All right. So are you with me? I'm not even talking to you no more. <laughs> it's all right. Are you with me? Okay. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Is that cool? You understand? He said what? He said, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes up. So that's how that joker was getting it. You're hearing it, but you don't understand it. And if you don't understand it, he's stealing it. And now this reciprocal. So it's like this. It's like, it's like you put it out. Like, you ever watch a squirrel? You ever see, like, you got nice squirrels, you know? You got huge squirrels here, man. Oh, my God. They look like beavers. Yeah. He was asking me, he said, you ever see one of those black squirrels? First time I went to Michigan, I said, what in heaven is that? Is that a cat? I thought it was a cat running around in the yard. I said, who's cat? They're like, that's a squirrel. I said, dude, it looks like a beaver. It was huge. And he said the same thing. I was like, dude, don't go near that thing. It might bite you or something, right? But, right? So we're laughing. But you ever put a, you know, you got, like, we got them in Florida, too. You put those little feeders out. Them little jokers will figure it out. They will steal that. They will get in a bird feeder. They, they can build traps. They figure it out. They, one of these MIT schools had, they had like a design thing, and that squirrel gave him a week. The joker figured it out. It was like a maze. He got there, right? And that's like the devil. He will figure out how to get it. So now watch this. You want to see it? Here we go. I'm going to be the judge, okay? I'm a judge. Has a judge ever been at the scene of any crime? No. No, all he does is look at evidence. Right. 
I'm going to give it to you. You know what I'm saying? All right, here we go. We'll pick on pastor, all right? Okay? Well, I'll be the judge. What happened? Everybody on this side of the room has an idea, and everybody on this side. Okay, I'm the judge. Come in. Yeah, what do you got? Oh, we got the pastor was over here, and he robbed 7-Eleven. <laughs> okay? We're not, he's not going to do something like that. All right? And I go, no, okay, you know, let's go. What do you got? You got what do you got? What do I got to see? I got to have, have evidence. Give me some witnesses, right? Oh, okay. So you get up, and you say, you say to me, uh, you know, uh, what, what, you know what, what, what did he look like? Oh, you know, and he's on trial. Well, he was a, he was a six foot five, uh, you know, long haired, bearded guy. Oh, okay, great, wonderful, right? Somebody over here goes and says, hey, you know what? Uh, no, 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 no. He was about five foot one. He's a big, he's a big old, you know, he's a big old burly guy, had tattoos all, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Somebody else says, I go, what? I'm looking at evidence. I go, that ain't that guy right there. That ain't, that ain't that guy right there. What do I do? Not guilty. Question though. He does do it. He comes in and says, uh, yeah, he's a blonde-haired guy, kind of slender. Got his act together, looks good. Check. Excuse me, ma'am. Do you see that guy? Yeah, he's that guy sitting right there. Oh, good. You say, here comes another one. What do they call these? They're witnesses. She comes in, she says, oh, you know what? Yeah, that's the guy right there. My buddy in the back goes, hey, what do you say? Hey, that's the guy right there. That was the guy I seen leaving the store. What's he do? Bangs the gavel and says guilty. Was he there? Was the judge there? No. No. But what does he look at? Evidence that's been produced from the witnesses. Let everything be established as the truth by two or three witnesses. That's what the Bible says. Don't just give me one scripture to try to convince you what it is, the word of God's meaning. You got to go get more. An accumulation of truth produces understanding. You have to get accumulation of truth to produce understanding. Do you get that? That means you got to do a little homework. Get some Google. Google it. <laughs> It'll be okay. Right? And get some word because when you get some word, that's when you get understanding. See, the key is this. You want to know why? It's all about accept or reject. Yeah. Because when you hear the word, if you do not accept what you hear to be the truth, you will reject it. And that means you got to go hear all over again because it didn't do nothing because faith is now. Faith is not something you leave. You, there's no doggy bag of faith. You don't get to take it home with you. You get in it when you hear it. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Are you going to accept it or are you going to reject it? If you don't accept it, you're going to reject it. And if you reject it, you got to what? Hear again to get faith to come. But if you release faith when you hear it and accept it to be the truth in your life, then we can get the belief starting to govern your life. Most people live in the reciprocal of this. They hear it. They believe it, they step in it, they stay in it, they don't see nothing change, they stay for three days, they reject it, and what do they do? They start the process all over again, even though the process could have set them free if they would have did it right. How do you do it right? Well, you accept what you hear to be the truth, and then what? Then you can move on. But how much understanding do you need? Because what's going to take you to believe something might take you less time, you more time, me less time, you me more time. See what I'm saying? It had, how much truth do you need to sway your scale to let you know that what you hear is the truth? Do you understand? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So you got to have understanding. How's understanding going to come? Two or three witnesses. Why? Because what are we trying to do, right? I don't want to lose the screen, but what am I trying to do? I'm trying to get the word, right? You with me? Look over here, guys. Come on, right? Here, right? Right? When the word comes, you hear. What are you going to do? If you want it, you want to do it? All right, you want to just show it up. Just show it for me. Right here. When you get the word, if you want, right? Where's this coming? Now, you got to build everything on this. You got to build your faith life, your prayer life, your word life. Because see, here's the thing. I'm going to show you right here now. You know why? Oh, this is so good. Don't get mad at me when I say this, but you want to know why our prayer life stinks? You want to know why our prayer life stinks? I'm adding me and you in there. Because here, 
I'm not going to see the action of any of this stuff, right? If I don't build it upon the word. I'll think, what good is praying in the spirit? That ain't doing nothing. That's why people don't pray in the Holy Ghost. Because if you're not building off the word, you know what you build it off of? You govern off of flesh. You with me? And if you govern off of flesh, guess what? That's why if whatever you do, you you word, word, oh, read your Bible. Read your Bible, read your Bible, read, read your Bible. Do 30,000 a year, read your Bible plan. Read your Bible, read your Bible. We sound like a bunch of jerks after a while. Like, read your Bible, jerk, right? I got to tell you every day, read your Bible, right? Okay? No, you know what? If you're not reading your Bible, it's easy if you understand that I'm building it off of that. He said by, these words are eternal. If you're building it off the word, you guess what it did? I formed that. I'm strengthened. I'm believing. Now I'm governing what I think, saying now, oh, look at my action. I'm a Bible reader every day. Why? Because I know how important it is, not because somebody told me it is, because I have an understanding from the word of God what it could do for my life. Yeah. See, it's easy. Once you get this governing system working, but here's the thing. You want to know what? Here. Oh, it's the word of God. It's the most powerful force in the earth. Yeah, but guess what? You're more powerful than it. You like that. Now I got you. Because you're going to either accept or reject. And it, the most powerful force in the world, if you accept it, will transform your life. But if you reject it, it ain't going to do jack. Ain't going to do jack. And you'll just hear it going one ear out the other. And you'll say, well, whatever. Praise the Lord. But if you reach, why? It's not about, are you accept? Here's the key. Is it true? Yeah, it's true. But are you accepting what you hear to be the truth for you? That's the key. Otherwise, you just, now, see, that's the key. Why did the devil steal it? He steal Whatever you reject, he'll steal. Yeah. But once you accept it, now you got that thing. Then guess what he'll do? Then he's going to bring the five. Once you got that seed, here comes pressure to try to get you to get rid of it. Here comes the other things to come against you. Here comes, but if you can hang on to that seed long enough, it's all a battle of seed, you know that. If you can hold on to that seed long enough, what do you can do? You can produce, right? You doing all right? Here, give me like five, ten minutes, we'll wrap it up, I'll pray for some of you, because I know it's a lot. It's a lot, man, it's a lot. And I don't want to like, but you can do this. It's easy, because what is it? Faith's just to believe. So watch this. How do I know if you're a faith? What do you believe? Now, don't lie, Okay. There's no, no, I'm not saying you're lying, but don't lie to yourself. If you don't believe it, you don't believe it. Who cares? Yeah. What's it? Look, if you took me to work, who's got a job in here that's pretty like a little bit, not complicated too hard. What do you do? What does anybody do? Tell me what you do for a living. Job. What do you do for a job? Okay. She wants to take care of kids. I would need more time doing that. Anybody got a job? Yeah. That's, that's, that's a miracle job. Okay. Right there. That's a job. God bless you. Anybody work at a job, medical field, something, cars. What do you do? What do you do? Human resources. Okay. If I went in there right now to Monday morning, I show up and I go, well, I'd be lost like a golf ball in high weeds. Cause I don't know. What do you mean? But can you train me? How long could you? How long would it take you to train me to do your job? Ballpark. Six weeks. Six months, maybe. Six months. Good. Beautiful. Six months. Can you do it? Can you train? If I'm willing to listen, except what you tell me to be, can you do it? Good. But you got right because she's gonna. What are you gonna give me? You're gonna give me knowledge. And knowledge is gonna give me power. And I've never been here a day in my life. But in six months, if I go nowhere to pad and pen and go, okay, talk. What's your name? Chris, that's right, you told me your name. Chris and Chris, ready? She goes, hey. I go, all right, Chris, talk. She goes, okay, Chris, here's what you got to know. Step number one, boom, go. I start taking good notes. I start saying, I'm listening, go ahead. Boy, oh boy, what? her knowledge is giving me power. Now what? Mm -hmm. Six months, she's going to go, okay, you're ready to go, take the job. But here's the thing. It might take somebody else a year. Who cares how long it takes? Just figure it out. Right, right. You know, we say, oh, you got to do it. See, this is what we did. We think, we think, this is what we do. This is where, oh, we got jacked up. We think, 
that if we stand there and vacillate when we hear, mm -hmm. God's going to flip out. Mm -hmm. So we just go, yeah, I believe it. We don't believe it. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's, That's what it is. Because we think like, oh, you got to say the right stuff. No, just go like this. Help me understand. Give me, wait a minute. Okay, cool. I've seen that. Now I start looking at healing. I start looking at the Old Testament. I start looking at Moses and the brazen serpent. I'm starting to see God snake bit, lift up a serpent like a type and shadow with Jesus Christ. They looked upon it. They all got healed. That's pretty cool, right? I start looking at the woman in the issue of blood. Her faith made her whole. Her faith can make her whole. My faith can make me whole. I start looking at these Bibles. Come on, go get some truth. Go get some truth. Go get some truth. Now I got 15 scriptures showing me why. Jesus said two or three witnesses' truth is established. He just told you. So you need 10. I don't care. I just want to come in there with the victory. Yeah. So now I got beliefs. What happens once, see, because this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to form my beliefs from the word. Yes. Guess what? Once your beliefs are formed from the word, your life goes autopilot with the governing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See what I'm saying? But watch this. What happens if the word of God did not form my beliefs? My flesh did. Or my own reason, what I think. How many people are you running into there? You can debate with them all day long. Here's what the Bible says. Yeah, but. Okay, yeah, but. Ain't going to get you nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, are, are you cool with it? Oh, yeah. So watch this. So we can get in the governance side. We can do more with this. But let me just let me just get you the spot so we can find a place to wind it in because I don't want to over. And we'll pray for you, some of you guys, whatever you need prayer for. Okay? If you need prayer or stuff like that. I felt like some bodily stuff. Somebody's back and stuff. But, um, okay. So if faith comes by hearing, right? Okay. It, it, faith goes by hearing, but here's a big key. Write this down. You have to accept, okay, what you hear to be the truth. Because just like I said, you ain't going to go to some job down the road where the guy looks like he's out of shack. He's going to pay you 100 grand a year, and this guy don't even look like he's got three nickels to rub together. You're not going to believe that to be the truth, and what are you going to do? You're going to reject it. That's why you ain't showing up to work there. Right. But if we told you it was here, you... Yeah. You have to accept what you hear to be the truth. Is what you're hearing the truth? Yes, it's the word of God. But if you don't accept it to be the truth for you, it ain't going to work. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Because that's you reject it. I don't understand it. Yeah, no, duh. That's exactly what the devil said, you know. I don't understand a lot of stuff either. That's why you got to sit there and you got to stay in it till you can get understanding. Illumination, revelation is going to come from getting accumulation of word. Not saying the same thing over and over again. I'm going to be a human resource lady. I'm going to be a human resource man. I'm going to be a human. I'm going to work in human resources. I'm going to work in human resources. I'm going to work in human resources. I'm going to show up Monday and work with Chris in human resources. What other thing you do, Jack? You got to give me information. I'm not, I know I'm exaggerating to an extreme, but I don't know why we thought that was going to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't believe what you're saying. Does that work? Right. No. No. When you believe what you're saying, you're going to move mountains. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, tomorrow I'll get in it. Well, look, I'll wrap it there. Mark 11, 23 and 24. Peter's, got, it's stupid. It's stupid in this regard. Why are we going to a fig tree and you just told me there's no fig tree going to be on the thing? It was not the season of figs, but Jesus said, let's go get figs. Come on, man. That's wacky. I'm asking myself, I think it's this. I think. No, don't, I'm not, I'm, I think it was this. It was all about undeveloped fruit that Peter should have been already developed in. You should be developed in this by now, but you're not just like this tree. So pay attention. Let me show you how this works. Have the God kind of faith. Why are you going to the tree? It's like, oh, we're going to go out here and we're going to go get tomatoes in the middle of, you know, winter. Come on. You're not going to do it. He's like, no. He's like, come on, pay attention. I really believe it was all about undeveloped faith that he should have been developed. And what was it about? 
It wasn't just about the tree. Jesus cursed the fig tree. Peter comes up there and goes, man, that fig tree that cursed. You know, theologically, they say they went by it once, maybe twice. When Jesus cursed it, it wasn't like they didn't go back by the tree. Like a day and a night. So it was like, I think it was like twice. Somebody figured out. I don't know, some theological dude. Like went by it and seen it. Like, oh, yeah, he, like, he cursed that thing, whatever. Came back the next day. He was still there. And then boom, they came by and they seen it was withered away. Who knows? Who cares? Here's the bottom line. Jesus said, what I say, can you imagine? Peter, what did Peter freak out about? You know what Peter freaked out about. Jesus said, and he remembered what the word he said, and then he, the victory that thou cursest withered away and die. He said, have the God kind of faith. Y'all know this. Or have God, faith to God. How do you have that? You could say it. Whosoever shall say in the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart. Right? Now here's the big word, right? Oh, maybe I'm doubting in my heart. What's doubt mean? Differ. That word differ means wavereth. Just like the James guy that wavers like a wave of the sea because he's double-minded. Mm, yeah. You got to get it together. Doubt is just a differ. That's all doubt means. To make doubt a big thing. Differ. You're differing. What am I differing with the word? So if you can't differ, if your heart differs, because faith is of the heart. Okay? You're, so, watch. With the heart man believes in the righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So here's the thing. Let me help you, okay? Because this, this is, this is kind of good. Are you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus when you get born again? Yes. Absolutely. You're made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But watch this. Okay, let's do this. There's, is anybody Baptist in here by any chance? Anybody a Baptist? I don't want to pick on, so I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to be weird. I was Catholic, so I know what coming out of denominational stuff's like. But let me just help you. It's an easy way to look at it. Okay? Um... Charismatic, whatever you are. Is there a whole denominations of people that are Christians that love Jesus going to go to heaven, but they don't believe that the Holy Spirit is for today? Yeah. Are they still going to heaven? Yeah, they are. Are they still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Yeah, they are. But in that spot, are they standing in the righteousness with God? In, not in that scripture. Because where you reject the word of God, you and God cannot stand on the same way. God's not mad. God's not going to do nothing. God's not going to send brimstone from heaven. God just can't get... See, what? this will help. That's the Holy Spirit. Uh, will a man rob God? You think you're really robbing God's money? I don't buy that a day in my life. You know what you're robbing him? The opportunity to bless you. The robbing God side is this. You're not cursed. You're blessed. Jesus took the curse in Galatians chapter 3. That thing's gone. You can't put on... I went, to, I went somewhere to tell me, oh, they're putting a curse on you. I said, well, somebody's going to die and it ain't going to be me. I'm like, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, they're cursing you. You know, I was in somewhere and I don't know, they were doing some like kill you, kill you thing. I don't know what the heck they were doing. I was like, these people are going to die. You better pray for them, man. I, I'm like, you can't curse me. God bless me. The, the Antichrist, he'd come and say, I'm going to curse you. I'm like, bro, you're going to drop dead. You better cut it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on, that's a funny laugh. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? Are, are you with me? Oh, yeah. So just just hear what I'm saying. So like you kind of you kind you kind of get in this thing where, where the blessing is. So watch this. So is there righteousness there? They're righteous, but in they're, 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 so there's not unity in that scripture. So they're not. It's kind of like almost saying this. It'd be like this. To be righteous means to be in the same spot with God. So I kind of do this. I'm in the right spot. God's here. To be righteous, we're on the same playing field. Now I could say something. But if I don't get up here and I say, oh, no, 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 prosperity's not for me. Mm -hmm. Now, are you saved? 
Yeah, you are. Yeah. You going to heaven? Yeah, you are. Do you love Jesus? Yeah, you do. You got to, yeah. He said, hey, I'm, I want to make you rich. You say, well, you know, I don't believe in all that. So, well, then guess what? Are you in agreement with God there? Righteousness means to be what? What the heart man believes in the righteous, that means to be in agreement. It's an agree uponable position. Then your words got power. Are you seeing it? So what happens if you don't agree with the healing? What happens if you don't agree with this? What happens if you don't agree with that? What happens if you don't agree with love? You're not on the right same place. So when you start saying, you're saying ain't doing. Because you're saying it's not in the right place. But what happens when you get to that righteous position? See, it's a position. It's a posture. Righteousness is a posture. You know, a lot of things you do with God is a posture. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm still, it's a posture. It's how you bring yourself in. Humility is a posture. Reverence is a posture. We use it in worship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, so let me just wrap this up so we can go. Okay, so here's what he said. He said, Whosoever shall stand in the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. He shall have whatsoever he says. Right? So like we talked about, is whosoever says in the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says. Your words shall come to pass. Your words. You got to start believing what you say is going to come to pass. You got to start training yourself to say what God says. That's the key. You got to train yourself to say only what God says. Is that cool? We got to pull this all together. So now I gave you a ton of stuff. Oh my God, I feel sorry for you guys. It's a lot. Okay. But it's all right. You can, you'll, you'll digest what you need to digest. So I got, I got to accept. I got to reject. I got to take the word of God. I got to form. I got to. So what am I, what am I showing you? See, here's what we do. You, if you want to spin it, you can spin it. Because I, I, I'm going to stay here for a minute. I don't want to, I don't want to mess up your tape. Okay. Thank you. I'm sorry I keep making you get up and down. Uh, okay, here's what we want to do. We want to get over here. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have power over here. This is going to be powerful, the saying side. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Okay. You, you could say without believing. That ain't going to do nothing. Because if you say without the belief system working right, then what good is what you say? You, you, you're telling me you could think wrong? Kenneth Hagin coined your best, right? Wrong thinking? Wrong believing, right? You get wrong thinking, wrong believing, wrong speaking. Okay? Now you're doing. Not everything you do, you believe. But you do it. You're going to go to work Monday. You don't really believe too hot about that. Come on. You know, you know what I'm saying? Just think about what I'm saying. So now, what happens is, is my thinking being governed by my beliefs from the Word of God? Otherwise, what am I thinking? Oh, you're thinking wacky stuff about your spouse if you're not thinking God thoughts about them. You know what I mean? Well, it's lazy. He won't do the mow no lawn. He's pain. He got a to-do list. He don't do nothing. Wants to watch baseball all day. Come on, right? Your head's got squirrelies going around all day. You know why does she leave the cap off the toothpaste? I can't figure her out. She's leaving wet towels all over the place. That was my wife. I used to bust her towels. I was like, why do you leave wet towels everywhere? Just put the towel in the thing. They leave it, one time they left it on the bed. I told the whole church, I'm like, why is there a wet towel on the side of the bed? Why? <laughs> Wanna know why? She didn't put it away. That's what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? Right? And it's like, you're in your head. You ever do that? And you sit there in bed, right? You ever, you want, want, want me to prove it to you? You get up in the morning, there's a wet towel, right? Or your little pet peeve thing, wet towel, right? Your little thing. You meditate on that thing all day. You're like, like I don't know why he didn't. You go to lunch, I'm like, joker, please, wet towels. I don't know, right? You got nine hours away from one another. You come home from work. He come home. Oh, praise God. Honey, how you doing? I don't know why. You leave wet towels. Laid on the side of the bed. Nice to see you. What are you been meditating on all day? 
Yeah, wet towels. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, it's coming out of you. It's coming out of you. It's coming out of you. Was that based upon any of this? No, it was based upon flesh. Okay? Love would just be cool. So watch this. So watch this. So here's what I'm saying. Something's governing you. What are you allowing to govern you? So I says, okay, so what happened? Okay, so when flesh tries to form and strengthen beliefs that govern your life, what do you do? You better reject it. See, it's an accept or reject. You understand what I'm saying? Right. It's an accept. See, you're going to either accept it or reject it. You better accept the word and reject the flesh. Otherwise, you're going to be carnal. Why do we have carnal Christians? They got unrenewed minds. Oh, the devil. The devil didn't make them do it. They want to do it. They like it. They like it because they got nothing to substitute it with. Give them something to substitute it with. Why are they like, oh, they, they, why? Because they don't know any better. Like, hey, man, this is cool. Now, why are you carnal? Why, why don't you walk in love? You want to know why people don't walk in love? They haven't accepted the word of God on love to be the truth. You ain't going to walk in love that high either until you do it too. Forms it, first time you hear it, second time, third time, 42 times, strengthen, strengthen, strengthen. Every time you hear the word after you've formed the belief, it strengthens the belief you have. That's why when you go back and read Mark 11, 23, 24, 100,000 times, it just reaffirms what you already believe. And you need that sometimes. Because sometimes you waffle even in the stuff you know. Right? So then please, and then the govern. Woohoo! Govern. What's that? Think, say, do. You can do action. You can do it all. Whatever you want to put here, right? They're supposed to be gone. Key is this. I got to get it to govern me. Got to get it to govern me. Got to get it to govern me. Well, what happens if my beliefs are not governing me? My flesh is going to be governing me. Right? So that's what I'm saying. So here's the thing. Now go slow. I'm done. What happens if, okay, what happens if I say if I don't believe? You're not going to get any results. So how do I know if I'm in faith? Well, that's where we started, right? Faith is simply a, where's your belief about the situation that you're talking about? And what's it formed by? So next time you got a thing, I got to go, well, okay, watch this. He said, remember, he said, lift up the shield of faith. Where you could quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Where are those fiery darts coming for you? Your mental realm. Right? Maybe your physical realm, but let's say most of that's going to be probably a mental realm, right? Battlefield's going to be in the mind. Oh, here we go. Mind. Thinking. Right? You with me? Thinking, right? Your mind, right? Here comes the fiery dart. Here comes the fiery dart. Here comes the word. Oh, give me, I don't know. Oh, your marriage is going to fall apart. You're done. Okay, here comes that word. Divorce. Lack. I don't know. Pick one. Here it comes. Trying to get you to govern. But what happens if, how about, how about you reverse the, you reverse it. Now I'm going to reject that. I'm not going to accept that to be the truth. But I am going to accept that what God put together, no man could put asunder. And I'm going to take the word of God and put that together. I'm going to allow that to form and strengthen my belief. Now it's going to govern what comes out of my mouth. So instead of mentioning divorce, you're going to start mentioning what? What God put together, no man could put down. Right, right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Your mentality. Otherwise, what do you do? Your head. See, this head. See, the devil don't got nothing but suggestion. You know, can I get, I'm done. I got to disconnect. Here. I, I can stay here all night. But here's what you need. You know what the devil did? You want to know what he did? He doesn't have faith. He used Adam's faith to get Adam to defeat himself. And that's what he's trying to do with you. Give you a wrong suggestion and get you to empower it with your beliefs. That's what he did. He said, you want to be like God? He used Adam's faith. He can't even fight. He could fight out. He knows the anointing. He ain't going to fight Adam. He said, no, that joker destroyed me. I know the anointing. 
What did he do? He said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get you to use your faith. He has no faith. He has no creativity. So the only thing he has is a suggestion to get you to believe and empower to create your own defeat. He uses us to empower our own defeat through us believing his lies and empower them with our faith. He don't have faith. But he'll use your faith to destroy you. That's a lot. Okay, that's a lot of stuff tonight. Get the CD or whatever they got. We'll come back, all right? Tomorrow we'll come back. We'll hit it again. We could go longer, whatever you want. I stay all night, but I don't want to like where you are. You guys good?